0: Um, this episode of the podcast is going to be awesome. Uh, purely entertainment. Uh, Joe bro is joining us. We're going to do a pull vault companion and we're going to be watching the 1997 IAAF world championships. There's a 39 minute video on YouTube. So you guys are going to queue up with us and me and Joe are going to commentate and, and watch the video and you can listen in to us and, and listen to our commentary. Um, I think it's going to be a great time. You guys are going to love it. Um, Enjoy, guys. All right. Here here we are. We're going to be doing the Pole Vault Companion, everybody. I got Joe Oliveri, everybody's favorite announcer. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, you know, this is going to be super fun. Uh, I know we're all used to hearing like a British accent on the announcers. You know, it's like, welcome to the 1997 World Championships. Oh, he clears the bar. It's like they literally, Joe. I feel like they never say anything that is is tan, like like beyond obvious. It's like, okay, yes, he made the bar. Awesome. You know what I mean? Um, but like, yeah, I, what I want to try to do is really, like, very
1: really do we get any. I think valuable input. Uh, right. Like you said, most of the time it's just kind of obvious tidbits here and there.
0: Right. Maybe they have
1: some like, some historical information, but nothing nothing really. Uh, on the the, the real time competition, unfortunately.
0: Right, right, and and look, I I thought you know, obviously while everybody's like stuck inside and and looking for things to to you know, take their mind off of what's going on or maybe just have a little fun. I thought nothing better than these pole vault companions. And why not start with one of the best competitions, the 1997 IAAF World Championship? That would that would be Bupka's final world championship. And a lot, a lot of juicy tidbits going into this meet. Um, Joe, what, what's something that you think is really, really juicy that, you know, kind of get people excited to watch this video? Oh,
1: well, like you said, Bupka's kind of, he's got his five world championships going into this, so he's the only man to win a pole vault title in the outdoor world championships, yeah. which is kind of wild and probably will never happen again. Right. Um, so I think that's pretty awesome. You also have uh, Maxim Tarasov going into this with so a six-meter seasonal best, as well as Tim Lominger with a 596 seasonal best, which I right. think is pretty huge.
0: Yeah, th- th- those guys are riding high, and I remember reading about how Tim Lobinger going into the, the world championship, he said, you know, Bupka's time is over. It's our turn, you know? So it's like, oh, man, like th- this was building up. Like, who's going to win? It's like a lot of people thought Bupka was done because let's not forget, he's coming back from a torn Achilles.
1: Yeah, going into this competition, he only had a seasonal best of five meters
0: sixty, which is kind of low for that. That's yeah, but that's like what is that eighteen? Course. What is that eighteen six? Oh, uh, if I say yeah, so crazy, so crazy. You know what I mean. So it's like you have this like guy who's won every single meet, but he's going into it looking like he is not going to do well. And you have Tim lobinger and Maxim Tarasov, this next wave that everybody thinks is going to take over the scene in the pole vault world. Um, you know, so it's very interesting to see how this all unfolds and and to understand, man. Th- like I still like. To think the guy has an eighteen four mark, and that's what he's walking into world championships with, you know, and to see what unfolds—I mean, I'm—I'm going to love watching this with everybody. Um, what about what about any surprises from prelims that we want to talk about before we watch this final?
1: Oh yeah, so we had—I think five surprises for me at least. Um, you had awkward Brits from South Africa who no height in qualifying.
0: Crazy um, and. It, had he had, was he already a six meter guy
1: yeah he had jumped i think 602 or 603 by this time
0: okay yeah so that that's that that was a shock like how does that guy know height in prelims and and you take out one of the big guns like that's a guy that could have won everything and he's out right um you also had Lawrence Johnson who know height in qualifying um and he's coming off of a bronze medal at the indoor worlds he jumped uh,
1: 585 so it's 192. Right. Uh, just earlier that year. So the yeah. season no height was kind of surprising. Right. Yeah. Uh, Igor Potapovich who was the indoor champion that year, jumped five ninety. He no height isn't qualifying, so wow. that was kind of surprising. Yeah. Um uh, Javier Garcia, who you could say he was kind of on the way out. He um was I believe from Spain, he was the ninety two Olympic bronze medalist. Okay. Um and then lastly you have Dmitry Markov. Uh, who had jumped six meters, I, I believe the... Uh, I, I don't know if he jumped six meters by this point, actually, 97. But
0: Yeah, he, was, he might not have jumped six meters yet, but he just he he was DNS. He didn't even start.
1: Yeah, I imagine he had an injury or something like that, um, unfortunately.
0: What's what's amazing, just listening to you go over those stats, right? You know, those guys that did so well in indoors now failed to even qualify for finals during the outdoor championship, which, look, again, I don't know. I'm sure everybody has a different opinion. But I think the outdoor championship is really the showcase. Indoors is great, and and but it's sometimes some people don't even compete at it. You know, they don't even try to qualify for it. So outdoors is where it's like everybody's showing up. This is, is a big, big showcase in the pole vault world, and and you want to be the winner of this meet. I think if you had to pick indoor versus outdoor, I think everybody wants to be the outdoor champ. They, they'll trade an indoor title for for an outdoor yes. title.
1: Four indoor world championships as well that people don't even talk about. Right. Um, it seems like the
0: outdoor is really where it's at. Um, but but what's interesting too is like think about that. It's like only months later, it's like what a big difference in the competition. And again, you know me, Joe. I'm all about competition. I think everybody loves to talk about PRs and records and, and marks are great. But when you think about it, when you have all these guys, even at this 1997 World Championship, all these guys that are around six meters, you know what I mean? What a wild competition. They're all so close, you know, and you never know what happens. Any given meet, anything can happen. It's like the NFL says, right? Any given Sunday, anybody can win, you know? And I think the same thing in the pole vault. When you have people that are so tight in competition, you don't know what's going to happen, Um so it's, it's really interesting to see how this all uh, eventually unfolds. Um, I just want to go over the, the names of the people in the final. Um, you know, we have Nick Buckfield, um, Tim Lobinger, Dean Starkey, Maxim Tarasov, Sergey Bupka, Pat Manson is there, another American, Vadin Strogelov, Yevgeny Smirgan, Martin Erickson, uh, Danny Kras- uh, Krasnov, Trond Barthol, uh, Rianne Botha and uh, Jean Galfion. So, you know, again, great field. I mean, who, looking at that field, if if you were announcing this when it happened, what are some names that stick out to you? You know, what what are some expectations you might have going into this? Uh,
1: going into this, I mean, Jean Galfione, he he won the '96 Olympics. Uh, he actually set the Olympic record, beating Booker's previous record from 88. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Maxim Tarasov, he he jumped six meters earlier this year. Actually, I want to say only a, a few weeks, maybe a month prior.
0: And so many people consider Maxim Tarasov, even to this day, one of the best technicians of the vault. Yeah,
1: he had a super, what I would, I would say is a textbook jump. Um, you can pause a video of his jump at any time, and there's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a position that you wouldn't want to coach an athlete into.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, although, you know, you know what's something I heard uh, one time from Roman Bacharnikov that he was sitting next to Bupka and watching Maxim Tarasov jump. And Roman had said to Bupka, he's like, I think, you know, I think this guy breaks your record. And he goes, um, beautiful part one, but no part two. And what he meant was like, yeah, the takeoff and initial jump is great, but he doesn't pop off the top. You know, so it's an interesting I mean, yeah. thing to hear that that's that's what Bupka thought because I think sometimes people look at Bupka's jump and goes, "Oh man, he looks wild at the top of the jump, but man, he's popping off. you know what I mean? his his off was amazing.
1: right. I think so I, I agree one hundred percent. I think Maxim tiresoff his takeoff is is perfect like textbook. And yeah. I also think the positions that he hit at uh, the second part of the jump, that is, you know everything off the ground, I also thought were very textbook. However, the manner by which he achieved those positions i just it just wasn't as aggressive as Bookka. he was you could argue that relative to bukka he was slow up the pole that is off the ground and right. and i think because of that he lost a lot of that speed that he built up on the runway yeah uh, and because of that he wasn't popping off you know yeah. i mean I, we've had this conversation before i think a lot of people think that that pop off the top is is some special magic bullet that you get from a carbon pole or something like that. And that's just not the case. The, the, the case when you really pop it off that pole, um, a lot of that it's, it's a result of um, being very fluid and tra- transforming yeah. that for a horizontal velocity in the vertical velocity.
0: Right. And, I, and I think also it's like you have to be athletic enough to do that stuff. Like I love like even I remember one time watching one of Sam Kendricks, who obviously has the world record and push off over four and a half feet and um, you know, watching a workout that he did, and he's doing these like one arm push offs of boxes. Like, so he'll set up boxes and push off with one arm. So he's really working for that explosiveness, you know, with his arms at the top of the jump. So he, I mean, someone like Sam Kennedy, it's like, it's amazing how I almost feel like he's one of those guys, like, all right. Maybe my weakness is takeoff, but you know what? My strength is my push off. Let me make that even stronger. And so it's like an interesting thing to see. And yeah, I, I think like you said, it's not the poll. It's what are you doing on the pole? You know? Um, so for everybody that's listening, um, go to YouTube, literally type in 1997 IAAF World Championship Men's Pole Vault Final. When it pops up, You're going to see it's like a thumbnail. It looks like a bupka and it's a 39 minute video in 52 seconds. Find that video. Right. We'll give everybody a second to find that. So 1997 IAAF world championship men's pole vault final. Right. You look for that. It's a video that's 39 minutes long, 52 seconds. Um, And then. Joe, obviously we're uh, practicing social distancing. Joe is at his <laughs> apartment. I'm at my house, and uh, we're gonna watch this together. So we're all gonna click this at the same time, right? You wanna Joe, count it off? You ready?
1: I'm ready. You can count. Count from three. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, let's do it. We'll do three, two, one, and then hit play. All right. So all right. So everybody cool. listening, three, two, one, play. All right. All right. Here we we're go. <laughs> um, first up is Vadin Strogolov um, from Russia. And the opening bar is 550, 18 feet, roughly, like 18 feet. What is that, three-quarters of an inch or something?
1: Uh, 18 and a half inch, I think.
0: Okay. Actually, they just showed him, showed him but I have no idea. They didn't show his result. Um, so he now he cleared we have,
1: on the first attempt.
0: Yeah, um, so now... So he's good. Okay, so here's Nick Buckfield of Great Britain. He's got a personal best set of uh, 570, which is 18.8.
1: Correct. Great Britain. Great Britain has an interesting history of pole vaulters.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Have they had anybody since Steve Lewis? This guy's pumping
0: his arms like crazy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> jacked up for this opening bar. What do you think about this run?
1: Well, a little choppy, I think.
0: A lot of hip height, though, over this opening bar, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, he had a little, I'd say, a little bit of a flat takeoff. Um, yeah, he did take I, a little bit of a I to see it again hit. in slow-mo,
0: but... Well, his hands get behind him on the carry, you know? 100%. Yeah, so he's he's getting hit there a little bit. You yeah. You can see he's just holding on through a lot of the jump. But, man, yeah, that flipped, hip he, height looks amazing. Yeah.
1: He, he flipped at the last second. That's why I think it was a little... He, he wasn't squirrely on top, but you can tell he kind of got ripped to
0: the right... Now, this um, view I mean, is interesting because even though you see that hip height you saw in the beginning, his legs don't clear clear the crossbar by a lot. No, correct. What, do you, what, probably, you, I mean, what do you think about that, Joe? I mean, a lot of people always talk about hip height. How do you feel about hip height over a crossbar? Uh, it's, it's kind of misleading. I think a lot of times you have
1: guys that I, I wouldn't say flag out. That's, a, that's a, a term, I think, for more intermediate pole vaulters. But you could argue he's flagging out a little bit, probably just because he's slow on the pole, the pole's recoiling and throwing him more towards the pole rather than over the pole. And I think because of that, his feet were much closer to the bar.
0: Yeah, so it's like he might he might struggle at that next bar. Wow, this guy's run looks
1: wild. Yeah, his krasnoff. I mean, I, I don't hate his jump. I gotta be honest with you. I, I didn't hate it at all.
0: His run is unbelievable. I mean, like, I do not like the carry. I mean, hit, talk about his hands. Look how far back his top hand is from his hips. And, man, he's just... <sighs> Man. It's very violent at takeoff. I think
1: very, very aggressive. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like an aggressive jumper. I think little guys like me need to be aggressive. So to me, it's like I like watching it. Um, but I agree. I think having that carry back like that kind of changes, his, it affects his posture a little bit, and yeah. he's not probably as good at takeoff as he could be.
0: Yeah. What, what's interesting with these first two guys? Like, here's the thing: the bar is 550. It's 18 feet. This is the opening bar for finals. I don't know. These guys don't look like they can go up a pole. I don't know if they can go up much grip. It's like you can tell, you know, these are the lower seeds and they're kind of maxing out already at this bar. Here comes right. Dean Starkey. Dean Starkey. Oof.
1: And that was, I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I love I Dean, but that, that jump. And that, granted, first jump of the, like a second jump of the meat. You know, shaking off the cobwebs, perhaps, but he he, he was holding on for life and and just kind of muscled through that jump.
0: Well, right, but here's the thing that I think. You could visibly see there's a difference in speed on the runway than the first two guys. And, yeah, that was not a pretty jump, and he still bombed 18 feet. So it's Uh, like with him, you can see he's going to be able to make some adjustments going forward, and, you know, he's going to be able to crank out the next few bars. Because, I mean, like, I mean, he just went over 18 feet sideways. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas, like yeah. I said, with the first two guys, it's like, I don't know what else those guys are going to do. You know what I mean? It's right. like straight down the middle, nice pike. They look good. It's like they're not blowing through. Like like Dean, you could tell. It's like he could probably go up another pole, you know, like because he didn't even hit that great, you know? Totally agree. And now here's, I mean, for Americans, Pat Manson has got to be like the Iron Man. I mean – how many years did he jump over 18 feet? It was like ridiculous.
1: 22 consecutive years over 18 feet,
0: if yeah. I remember correctly. And
1: he also held the high school into a record for 12, over like, like 25 years. Yeah, held it
0: forever, you know?
1: 17, six and a half, I think. So super, super, super consistent guy. Yeah. And then this is his first attempt. really I like at run. 550. Super smooth. Oh, yeah. That's why he was so consistent, <sighs> man.
0: Yeah, like that's clean, man. I yeah. I like that. That looks really good. And I mean, like carries out of all nice the carries, I think his nice. carries looking the best. Yeah, know? a little flat a takeoff. Yeah, but he goes up the pole beautifully, though. Yeah, he works the arms really well. Yeah. See, like, w- whereas, like, when you think about Nick Buckfield, Nick Buckfield was very passive, just kind of holding on. You could really see Pat Manson working through the whole jump. That that looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah, well,
1: I think Buckfield, he tries to, like, press that bottom arm out. And because of that, he has no choice but to, you know, tuck the ball up and yeah, pull yeah. to get over the bar.
0: Well, well, I think a lot of times, too, if you hit flat, you kind of, that's the only thing you can do. That's, you know, that's the way you yeah. recover through that, you know. Oh, definitely. He- definitely. Here's Maxim Tarasov's first attempt.
1: Here we go. First
0: time, this is, is this five seventy 70 now, I believe? Okay. Super smooth. Ooh, blow through. Blow through. Think- Big blow through. Yeah. Look at, he looks so confused. Like, wait, what the heck just happened? <laughs> um, But, I mean, I thought this looked amazing. Just, yeah. I, I'm telling you, that to me looks like a huge blow through. Like, he couldn't even go up the pole there. he He, he was trying to get off early, it looks like.
1: Yeah, he definitely hit it off on the way up. I mean, everything else about his jump, he wasn't he wasn't tight to take off. He wasn't flat. He wasn't hesitant. I think
0: just he needs to go up a pole. So, yeah, I mean, I think in this situation, when you see jumps like this and anybody who's listening who's a coach and coaches any level, I think a lot of times people look at a jump like that and you kind of freak out because you're like, oh my God, it's a miss. But the thing is, you can't be upset at this. This is just—he's bringing so much energy. You know what I mean? He's hauling ass down the runway. Hey, you just got to go up a pole with your athlete and, and let them clear the bar. That's it. So he's got one miss at five seventy. Who cares? That's his opening bar. You make an easy adjustment. He should get over that easy on his next attempt.
1: Definitely. Here we go. The man. The oh wait, my no Pat no, this Manson is Pat Sorry.
0: Manson. This is Pat Manson.
1: Pat Manson first, first attempt to 570
0: again 188 570 and 18-8. they don't oh.
1: they don't show him at all
0: <laughs> they don't show him at all do you know what happened with his first attempt
1: I believe he went on to clear uh, mm-hmm. let me double check out Pat Manson he cleared 570 on his first attempt and now yeah. we are at the man the myth the legend Sergey Bubka.
0: yeah here we go jumping
1: for Ukraine now, now this is his- at
0: this point of the oh. year had he cleared 570 yet what did he he did he jump in prelims or no.
1: He jumped in prelims, and I think he only jumped 565, I believe. Okay, all right. Um, Double-check that. Sergei, no, he jumped, jumped 570 on a second attempt in the qualifying.
0: Okay, so this be would be the second time this year that he clears this bar.
1: Right, so that, that qualifying mark was his season's best.
0: Yeah, and, and look at that. That's a 17-foot pole. Look at that. He is he is gripping pretty up there, you know? Yeah, 16-8, six, probably, something like that. yeah. Dude, he talk about getting jacked up. This guy is getting jacked up. Oh, I had the tiger for sure, and it gets it gets more ferocious as we go on. I, mm-hmm. I love it.
1: So this is his
0: sixth. I I want to know what's going on in his head right now. Like, what is he thinking about on this runway? Like, is he thinking about what Tom Lobinger said? You know that his time is over. Is he thinking about Maxim Tarasov? Like, I I, I want to know. What, what what exactly was going on in his
1: head? I don't know, man. That'd be a good question. I mean you gotta you gotta say you, you might be thinking, Am I am I really on the way out or can I turn things around here?
0: Dude, what what a beautiful run rot- whoa. Uh oh Or it's a
1: the wind the wind there's a little um wind flag on the left there, and that was looked pretty stagnant.
0: So, so you think maybe that maybe that's what he was looking at? Maybe, that, maybe. that's what he was concerned about. Maybe. The wind
1: looked good, but you know, who knows?
0: He's got 20 seconds. He's got to go. Yeah, he's got to roll.
1: There you go. M- m- I think the most beautiful run of any pole vaulter ever. Yeah. Same thing with his drop and carry.
0: Oh. And then, Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't... See there, I, I mean, thought he I thought he dropped the pole a little bit early, and that's why he got stood up there. Like, look, look at that. And he just gets picked off the ground. That's why he felt like he couldn't go on that. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'd, to me, I'd I gotta be- imagine maybe he just wasn't mentally but, there but, and he wasn't imma- bringing the ima- heat. Uh, but imagine at this point of the competition, you're like, oh, this is not looking good for Bobco. Like, he's gonna be out, you know? Oh, yeah. If I could place a bet, I'd, I'd bet against him at that point. But, yeah. I mean, he's he's always been super consistent. Uh, here's Gene Galf-
1: Galfion, yeah. first attempt. Um, coming in at 570, um, he just won the Olympics, again, as we stated earlier. Um, I don't remember you know, what he his He
0: looks almost a little bit out, out, like he was stretching the last few strides and couldn't jump up. Well, you know, he's always been the guy to take off super, super
1: under. And I think if you're not like, if you're not really bringing the heat and if you're not on your game that day, like, you're just, you're just not going to be able to muscle out a jump if you're yeah, that yeah. under.
0: Right. All right, here's second attempt for Maxim Tarasov. Let's see if he made the adjustment, if he went up a pole and bombs this.
1: Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah.
0: He didn't even look like he brought it that time, to me. No,
1: he he always has just looked under control, you know what I mean? That's that's been his big characteristic.
0: But you could tell, it's like he definitely didn't want to blow through again, you know? He even looked a little tight there. You know, he looks like oh, he could move back. Maybe. You know, this,
1: his takeoff was always pretty, I'd say,
0: all on. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But I mean, it, it looked like he had to get his feet down a little bit. Like, you know, he was a little close. And I mean, he, he, the look of it, his reaction after he clears that is like everything under control. Yeah. Whereas, like, at this point, again, at this point, Bupka. Bugwa's gotta be like shitting his pants a little bit. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, he he just got stood up on his first attempt.
1: Watch this guy, Ryan Bafa from he's from South Africa.
0: Oh man. Talk about <laughs> taking a hit. But yeah. and but you know what's crazy is like you look at that jump, you're like, wait, he had a lot of hip height on that, but it's like, how are you ever gonna roll that over like that? <laughs>
1: Right. I'd, I'd like to imagine that most coaches at this point know that if you're getting hit that hard at takeoff, you're not. You're just not going to penetrate into the Ooh. box, and you're going to come down on the bar. Yeah. This this jump hurts. Like su- he looks like a super quick, but super he, athletic guy. He, but-
0: that crossbar was below his knees. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, Damn. honestly, I look at where he lands. I mean, he's you know he's in the slope. You know. All right, super here's, here's Bupka's second attempt. So let's see what we did here. Boom. Oh, Oh my God. That that jump is one of my favorite jumps of all time because he just lets go in the middle of the jump. Yeah, I think he knew that he was just – I think he knew this pole was soft. You know, his first pole of the competition. I right. think he knew it was soft, and I think he knew that if he
1: didn't get off it quickly, he was just going to blow through like like Tarasov did on his yeah. first
0: jump. But see, so like in in Bupka's, in Bupka's run there, you could see how, like, Tarasov had to get his feet down. He's still open stride hitting that thing full speed. Like, it's just different. It's just different. I, I think one of the things that people don't give Vitaly Petrov enough credit for is forget about the off the ground. I don't know that there has been a better coach that has worked on pole carry, drop, and run, and takeoff as effectively as Petrov. I mean, you, you literally, when I watched Tiago beat Renault at the Olympics, it literally looked like Bupka. His
1: run know, to was gorgeous, yeah. I agree. And same thing with, Taros, uh, sorry, uh, with Markov. Uh, or sorry, Markov worked with Alan Pornoff, Yeah, mind yeah,
0: like, he's oh. a turnoff guy. But uh, Giuseppe Gibalisco is a Petrov guy. You know, Yelena Zimbayevo worked with him. Um, All beautiful runs. Yeah. So here's Galfion, his second attempt. Second attempt here. What's got to be going through a guy's mind like this where, you know, he won last year's Olympics, 96, and now here he is at the World Championships. He's got to, you know, miss on the first attempt. I feel like what people – what people don't realize enough with the pole vault, again, we're always just talking about personal bests and personal records and blah blah blah. But it's like, you have pressure. You know, this guy's the defending Olympic champion. He he's got pressure on him right now. For sure. I mean,
1: and he's a, he's a young kid too. If I remember correctly, I don't think he was very old here.
0: Oof, I don't I don't like the beginning of that run. Yeah, that was a much better takeoff. I mean, oh a good my job. goodness. Dude, anybody who's jumped or coached coaches knows that is a horrible way to miss your second attempt. Because first one, he gets stood up here. He has plenty of height and he just nicks it on the way down. And again, talking about nerves and pressure. Now you got to go to a third attempt. Like, what do you do on that jump? Like, yeah, I mean, like you could see, the standards are pretty far back. That might be a seventy-five or eighty. You know what I mean? I it's like standards up.
1: I mean, or move standards closer. I
0: mean, that's. But what's the fear when you do that? You're, you you're, your, your fear is you that get you too blow much through. When you blow through, yeah. Yeah, it's such a tough call on that third attempt. Here, here we go back with that South African vaulter. I mean, let's see if his takeoffs. Oof. I think. I just think wow. I oh. think that's just how he jumped, man. I know, I know, but it's like you can tell. He's like, I'm just going to hit it even harder. And he almost makes it. And still, that's lots of height. This guy, you know, could be a real player in this world championship.
1: Yeah, he's a stud for sure. But, I mean, watching that jump just hurts my lower back. Like, I could feel that jolt. Dude,
0: to have that kind of height over 18-8, though, this guy's an animal.
1: Yeah, but I also bet he's super inconsistent, right? I mean, that's why I haven't really heard of him. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps. King on third attempt.
0: Oh, what's going to happen? Last year's Olympic champion. He looked a little stuttery on this run. But- oh, no. Dude. <sighs> the look of right. disbelief. He, he He's like, i you can tell. He's, just, he's like, what the hell just happened? But look, look at like the end. You can see a he's jump. a little bit backside. You know? Yeah. He doesn't look like he's in any kind of position to jump up. Oh, he's really just lunging into it. Yeah. But, man, but you could see he, he had good height, too. But I, I have yeah. to say, that South African, uh, Rian Botha, I mean, oh, my God, the hip height he had, that was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, he jumped, uh, Botha had jumped 591 earlier that year. So that's almost 19.5. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he must have felt like he was invincible at that point, And, unfortunately, it just didn't
0: work out Here well. we go. Gotta love the hair on <laughs> Tim Lobinger. I gotta give him credit. Fashion icon, <laughs> but here's the guy. He said, "Hey, Bukas' time is over. It's my turn. Let's see yeah, what his man. jump looks like." He's also rocking the speed suit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, fashion icon. um, Double leg. drops the drops mm.
0: the drive knee. Dude, I don't know. That's big talk for a guy that barely cleared eighteen eight. There.
1: I think this uh, was this eighteen eight or was this?
0: uh, Oh, was this the next bar?
1: This might have been five eighty. Okay. Um, but yeah, I agree. He just squeaks over it. What do you think about
0: that drop knee? That I mean, I just feel like he's putting on the brakes at takeoff and really getting blocky. And and yeah. he, because he's not jumping up, he's losing that drive knee. You know, again, people do it, but it's it's not advantageous. I don't think that's the best way to, to move the pole. Uh, right. I know a lot of times when I get athletes that come from gymnastics, because in gymnastics you are hitting a floor or a springboard that if you hit it hard, it bounces you up. I think a lot of people who have that kind of background. They don't know how to jump up properly and they kind of lunge at takeoff. Uh, again, I, you could see if he had better jumping mechanics, he could probably roll over more pole. Yeah, for sure. Oof. And there's Buckfield again, got hit. Oh, hard. He said, yeah. no, you could tell he said because he got hit so hard, he said no
1: pole speed, like no, no, and, they're not pull speed, like, no speed off the ground.
0: Yeah. Know? Well, yeah, he's not hooking up with the jump at all. At right. all on that one.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Buckfield, I believe he was plagued a lot of injuries um, later in his career. But...
0: So it looks like we already have some 580 jumps there, um, Tim Lobinger included. Um, I wonder what we're Yeah, I believe that was,
1: that was the jump we just saw by Tim Lobinger, okay. I
0: believe. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's Dean. This has to be 590 at this point, no? Uh,
1: no, I think this is 80 okay. now.
0: This is 80? Okay. I believe. Uh, hopefully they show the scorecard. God, Dean's go. bringing a lot of speed. A yeah, what do you, of I speed. mean,
1: I, I wouldn't say he blew through, but I almost say like maybe he had like too much pull speed on that one. Yeah,
0: maybe just grip up or something. Yeah. Here's here Lavenger. Here's, here's Lavenger. Ooh. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's close. But that, I mean, in your opinion, Joe, is that, when you see a jump like that, do you feel like, that's a makeable bar, or it's like uh, I don't know. No, nah, I think it it's out. makeable.
1: I, I mean, Tim Lomager, I tell him, go up two fingers of grip. Keep probably keep everything the same.
0: Yeah, but, but it's, I mean, it's a tight jump. It's a tight jump
1: for, for sure. I mean, he had to squeak it out, or you would have to. you have to really move off the ground.
0: Yeah. So here's first attempt at five eighty six, which is what is that nineteen
1: nineteen two and three quarters, I yeah.
0: think. Um, and first attempt. For, for Maxim Tarasov. And, I mean, just like Book, I mean, he's gripping very close to the top. Very close to the yeah, top. I was, mean, was, was he, he on 17? On? I, I was just about to ask you. Yeah. I, don't I don't know, know if, if he was on 17 on foot foot or poles. He might have on 530
1: poles. I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah. 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 All right, but super, super smooth. <sighs> wow. Clean. Yeah, that's big. And look at his reaction. He comes off the mass like, come on, come at me. Yeah, and now we're back to Dean. Ooh. That, Dean lo- that jump looked a lot more like his first jump. Right? What I think he's
1: doing is I think he's trying to get off the pole so quickly that he kind of pulls with his top arm, and that's just no good.
0: Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Be- Lavender looked a like lot time. better on that one. A lot I think he better. listened to me. I think he went up two fingers grip, yeah. and, you know. Well, and, and he tried to voles it. He, yeah, he did. Now, th- this is big. This, this is Dean's third attempt. He's got He's got to get this. Yeah.
1: Look
0: at that free train coming down the runway. Yeah. Boom. Oof. Much better takeoff. Yeah. Wow. And I remember watching the Neo Vault where Dean talks about this. He said never in his life, before this meet or after, did he ever get on these poles ever again. Really? Yeah, he says that in the Neo Vault commentary. He said he was just so jacked up, so much adrenaline. He said he yeah. never felt that before. because just. I mean, look at the background. You can see how many people are in the crowd. That looks like a modern-day NFL stadium. Filled. His
1: takeoff's good but I so he's a little blocky with that with that bottom arm and I, but he's his he muscles through it. He's probably he's yeah. probably I'm willing to bet in the weight room I bet he's the strongest guy here.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I mean and and look, knowing his son Garrett, I mean their strength and conditioning uh program in Arizona is amazing. Those guys right. definitely, you know, believe in the weight room.
1: Oh yeah. Those guys are, uh, I think I've seen Garrett I think hang clean like three oh five or yeah. something. Just
0: yeah, awesome. and, and looking at this meet, when you see Dean take off, like he's getting ripped a little bit, but his shoulders are just so massive that they can yeah. they can handle that takeoff, you know? Yeah. All right, is, here this, we go. is this the same bar for Bupka or or did we go up? Um I, I th- believe I, that I think this we went is, up because now we five, only have three is guys. left. I think this is only,
1: 591, so we're at yeah. 19 four and three quarters. I right.
0: think. Right. So lobinger missed. Right. He did not make that last attempt at, at five uh, 586. Correct.
1: So a clear 580 on first attempt.
0: So now and we're down to important. our top three. Which crazy moment! It had been so long. I think it was since the LA Olympics that an American had placed in an Olympics or World Championships. If I'm correct, yeah. right? So Dean yeah. was the first. So this is. Awesome that he's already on the podium, you know,
1: yeah, and Bupka now we have sitting six at this point, too.
0: Right. And so now what you know, the crazy thing, right, is like, well, Lobinger's out and he was the one that said it was his turn. And now we're down to these three, Dean Starkey, Sergei Bupka and Maxim Tarasov. I, I have to watching this. No one else looks like they're struggling to start down the runway like Bupka is. Obviously, I don't know if he's feeling Achilles pain or if he's just having to get himself so psyched up. But he's really trying to crank it out. I feel like mentally here.
1: Yeah, but it, you wouldn't tell by looking at his round. Look at how calm.
0: No, I mean like yeah, collected oh, yeah, is. Mean, that's I think, a big blow through. Yeah. But he looks pissed. He looks pissed. Well these bars, this is
1: 91, you know, like first attempt is is, is is almost as good as gold.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. Because now he's in a position where he's, you know, he's probably you know, if Maxim makes his first attempt, he's gotta make the next bar. Yeah.
1: Jesus, he's so jacked. But he just pull he just pulls all through the middle. I know that's a big cue in your club,
0: Broncos yeah. pulling
1: through the middle, and I just I don't think anyone ever did it better than, than Bubka.
0: Yeah. Although I I I felt like on that jump you could see he 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 didn't quite hit takeoff right. Right. Tarasov starts out a little choppy in the beginning of his run, but ooh. Okay. Too much pole speed I think on that one. Yeah, I th- I think again more I feel like he's another guy, he's like I I think just more grip on that. Yeah. You know.
1: So he's sitting in the lead right now. Yeah. He could have, he, and he could have put the pressure back on
0: Bupka if he cleared this first attempt. Right. That, think about how much this competition would have changed because that that probably would have forced Bupka to pass. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, exactly they're not showing us Dean's first attempt.
1: I think for Bupka, it's, it's win or death. I don't think there's a second <laughs> or third place.
0: All right, I don't, I don't know if it's that serious. It's pole <laughs> not UFC. Wow, dude, that's a big <laughs> jump
1: and a blow through too. Yeah,
0: another, another yeah, yeah. it's still a blow through. He had to get off that pole early. 100%. 100%. That's I mean, he, he like you said, he got off of it early and that was a lot of pole speed. The pole the pole looks soft and he still blew it up like that. It's amazing. Amazing awareness in the air too. You know, oh, to know bro. that he you know that he's so aware of the pole speed that he's moving on the pole quicker than usual, you know. That takeoff's just so beautiful. Look at that through the middle. It's just like, let yeah. go. Don't hit that thing on the way up. Yeah, he just keeps pulling through. I know that's
1: a, that's a controversial word, pull, but he just pulled, That's pulls through the middle of that jump
0: and pops him right off. I mean, Yeah, I mean, oof. look at that to look that wonky at the top of the jump and still, you know, like yeah. that. So, all right, so here's Dean's third attempt at 591. I wish we got to see the first two. Would love to see what adjustments he made.
1: Right. Um, I believe at this point he's got a season's best of five eighty five, so we're not far off. And he's jumped uh, five ninety two, which is nineteen five in nineteen ninety four. That's three years ago, though. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he still got it in him.
0: Wow!
1: And you already know he does.
0: <sighs> Huge jump, and this is his lifetime best. Like, awesome. um,
1: actually, this is one centimeter under his lifetime best oh, but it's, it's right
0: there Yeah, you yeah. know or at the time maybe it was lifetime best right
1: uh, he jumped 92
0: 592 in 1994 so
1: 3 years oh, prior oh wow that okay yeah. all right yeah that was I just I just learned that today but just stud, and he yeah. you know muscled him muscled himself onto a bronze podium finish uh, but yeah. good for him i mean i still have the takeoffs nice He's kind of a little pushy with that bottom arm, but he's muscles The
0: middle it. to end of that jump, like halfway through the turn and top, I really like. You can see how he's able to put a little bit extra up there and, and work through the top of the jump.
1: Yeah, that's probably because he. I bet he uh, military presses like 300 pounds. <laughs> you know? I,
0: I actually think it was 10,000 pounds. Yeah, definitely over 9,000. All right. This is big. Tarasov needs this to stay in the game. And he goes clear. Yeah. So
1: that's that's third attempt at
0: 91. Now, now what do you feel about that? Like, why the backflip? Like, you didn't take the lead. Like, you, you just stayed in the game. Like, what, you know, I almost feel like there, it's like, Dude, like you got to you gotta keep your head in there and you got to keep going. Like it's that's one thing I – watching – because I would watch this uh, 97 World Championship with a lot of athletes and I would talk about – you could see the way certain people are reacting. It's like Bupka clears. He's stone cold. He's yeah. getting ready for the next jump. Yeah, he's definitely
1: pleased with himself. But again, I, I think like you said, you got to stay focused.
0: Oh, I, I, actually, I feel like Dean could have had that one. I think that was his best takeoff of the
1: competition, In <sighs> my
0: honest opinion. I, I almost and I almost feel like the pole is a little bit small. I mean, man, imagine he got 596 first attempt. What kind of pressure that would have put on, on 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 the Russian and the Ukrainian.
1: Oh yeah, that would have that would changed the entire event. It would've been amazing.
0: Wow, this looks great. Yeah. And I'm telling you that middle to end, he really he's working that top of the jump. First attempt, attempt
1: ninety six. So this is four centimeters underneath his seasonal best. Okay. Um, so he's got it. He's got it in the tank. But now we're talking about you know misses and attempts here. He's still sitting in second place.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's starting to look more serious. Early in the competition, didn't look like this.
1: remember this is yeah that's right he's never he's not won a uh, he's not won a world champs at this point because both was just so dominant yeah. in previous years
0: he was olympic champ i think already at this point in his career
1: no i think he got um he yeah. wasn't at the 96 games actually um
0: i think he won I, 92 or 90,
1: 92 i believe 92 yeah. i believe he won gold
0: yeah And wow. Boat,
1: super clean. Yeah. Looks aggressive. But I think I think he's too excited.
0: Yeah, dude, he thinks he just won. He's like, Yeah, woo. You so know? you
1: want to talk about that All video before you were quoting for freaking yeah. Starkey. I heard I heard that after this jump, Bubka walked up to uh
0: to Tarasov and he looked at him and he goes, You think you won asshole? Right, yeah. I heard I-
1: about that and that's just <sighs> That's the type of competition, man. I think I think we're just missing right now,
0: unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, now you know, going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, but I I think the thing is, the track world to try to promote track has been trying to promote this nicey nice. Everything is like you know, almost uh, family friendly. But the thing is, at the end of the day, these are competitions. People want to win. People yeah. want to win, and 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 I think that's important. Like. I think knowing the pressure that people feel, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Galfion, I can't imagine the pressure of being Olympic champ the year before. And now, you know, you're not even finishing on the podium. And, you know, the pressure that Maxim Tarasov, I mean, Bupka feel at this point. I mean, Tarasov feels like he's won. Bupka is pissed. He wants to hold on and be the king of pole vault another year, you know. Um, yeah. So Dean passes. He's at 601 now, which bold move. Do you feel like people pass often enough? I feel like, you know, at the professional level, certainly I see enough passing, but I feel like on some of the high school and collegiate levels, people don't pass often enough.
1: I feel like, I feel like maybe on that level, a lot of people don't realize the scoring system, Uh, and therefore...
0: Man. Almost like he was a little out or something, you know? I just want to point out that that, I believe, would, would have been, was
1: his, I think, 12th attempt at this competition. I just think he's running out of gas at
0: this point. Could could be, and that was something that Starkey said in the Neo Vault commentary. He's like, look, he goes, he jumped every single bar. He goes, I didn't have any, you know, uh, podium finishes, so I couldn't take the chances, whereas, like, Bupka and... Tarasov, he felt, could do those types of things and come in higher and pass certain bars because right. they had the experience already, you know, and they've right. had podium finishes. So it was an interesting perspective from Dean Starkey. It's like, you know, him being in a world championship and trying to medal for the first time, the way he approached it versus guys who were kind of trying to win it, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's, and I think that's a good strategy to Whoa. work out for him. See, that's a big miss for, for yeah, Tarasov. first
1: attempt, six oh one. yeah. He's still sitting in the first place? Yeah. Bope's got to clear this.
0: He he almost looks like he's a little out, getting a little bit backside there.
1: Oh, he might have. Been. I mean, his takeoff was out maybe it needed yeah. two out for him yeah so you're right you might you know you're you're much better at spotting those things with the run yeah. than i am because you've been coaching yeah. so many athletes well, to run well
0: properly. this is where also like if if they really announce these things well enough you'd almost one be able to get a mid mark and a takeoff mark for every single athlete and imagine if there was like someone down there talking to a coach and asking wow look at book getting the crowd up He's, you know, he's he's damn. trying to jack himself up for this too, and um. But you know, then you can kind of know, and it's like, okay, let's say we knew Bupka's mid mark was I don't know, you know Look, at, know, look at his face. I don't want
1: to cut you off, yeah. but look, look, at him. Like, like I don't see Paul Volters now. Look, this fierce on the runway. Just like look at his eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you I think know, the
1: closest he, we can get to that maybe uh, Lisek.
0: Yeah, I know he yeah, no, you Lisa, up, but, dude, Lisa look, gets pumped no, up. He's
1: he look at him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want to be in an argument with him right now. I mean, no. people always talk about Mike Tyson in his eyes. It's like, dude, Boopka had a set of eyes. Like, uh, yeah. you don't want to get in that guy's way. No. Animal. No. I mean, I, I think he's digging deep. This was his last, you know, world championship win. He knows he's closer to the end of his career than the beginning. And he's he's going into whatever mental chambers he has to go into to find that energy you know, physically and mentally, to get this done. I mean, he's digging real deep. I mean, he he got the crowd pumped up. He's pumping himself up. <sighs> you you could tell he probably went up a pole, and and he he knows he's got to hit this, or else it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, well, he's been blowing through poles this whole competition. So sure, on poles, right? But you know, how long has he been sitting around for at
0: this yeah, point? Yeah, and you know, uh, and here's the thing: when's the last time he's been on this pole? Probably, you know, especially oh, if going into the competition, he jumped so low. Wow, dude. Yeah. There talk, he goes. That's it. Look at, yeah. look at the face
1: now. It's like, yep, yeah, but,
0: I just did that. And he, but no flipping around, no high-fiving people, no running around All the track. Business. Yeah, because he, he knows he's got to be ready for the next bar. Like, wow. But, man, talk about checkmate. I mean, the way yeah. he just cleared, because that was such a commanding clear, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, this is, I mean, this goes down as one of the most talked-about jumps, I would say, in pole vault history. Right. Um, the six oh one bar,
0: and I mean just—I mean, talk about hip height, like
1: one. I think one of the most technically perfect jumps I think ever. Um, in my opinion, and again, I I think there's multiple ways to jump. But this is that famous like uh,
0: Japanese scientist thing, but. Dude, I mean, if even if you look at his legs, like, he had some room with the legs, too, going over the crossbar, not just his yeah, height. A
1: lot, a lot of people call this, you know, a 640 clear. I don't know, I don't know about I, that. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it's 640, but that's... six six twenty,
1: 620, 625 yeah.
0: maybe. He I, he put a lot of smoke on that.
1: Yeah, that was that was tremendous. And now he's sitting down. He's still, he's still in battle mode. He's he, still ready. He put
0: some smoke over that crossbar. He put some sauce on it. He did everything. That thing is ready. <laughs>
1: Attempt at 601, so he could still go into second
0: place here. I I can't imagine what I mean, Dean. Right now, this is gravy for him, right? But it's like Tarasoff right now. He must be shitting his pants if Dean clears this. He goes out a third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's probably gassed, man. But I think that's That's his 13th time down the runway. Yeah, and and look at (laughs) you can just see he is so pleased with his performance. Competed like a champ and brings a medal back to America for the first time in years. You know, right. so w- what an awesome, awesome performance! I I almost think about pole vault. There's, uh, I almost make a comparison to like race car driving because you know sometimes you don't win, but you could still have a very good day and it's a good finish for you. Kind of like you know if you finish top five in a race, you know, um, in like NASCAR or Formula One. So you could feel very good about a third place finish.
1: Right. That's fair. And I, again, I, like you said, I think Dean did really great that day. Yeah. I think it was it was a good win for good good medal for for USA. Right.
0: For Tarasov so go. though. <laughs> a, a win or nothing.
1: Yeah, Tarasov has passed a six oh six, so that's six oh six right there. I know that's a good attempt, man. That's a really good jump. I mean, and that oh. that's a that would be a lifetime best for him. Six
0: oh six. Right. He's that's got a big, one that's attempt a big bar. left. I think. That bar,
1: that six to six bar would place him number two all time. Um,
0: at, like at the it. time, at the time in 19. At the time,
1: yes, at the time. That places him second all time.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's a really good attempt. I mean, you know, yeah, he missed yeah. his first attempt at 601. He does the right thing in passes, right, for 606, and he, he almost makes it there, you know? I mean, that's a very good attempt. He just, man, you almost think, you think standards.
1: That's, that's tough. I want to go, I want to hit the back button and watch that, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I mean, for him, I think he's, he's pushing the limits. I mean, at, at, the, at this stage though, what, what more can you do? You either adjust the standards a little bit, or maybe, maybe go go two fingers of grip. If he can, he might be, he might, he's basically, well, no, he's not quite capping this pole. So maybe yeah. he could go up a little bit of grip. Third and final attempt.
0: Uh, it's a
1: good, it's a good attempt. It's,
0: but... it, it looks like that was doable. Yeah. 100%. It looks like that was doable, but man, that's it. And we now have again, for the sixth time, Sergey Bupka, world champion. Is he smiling? I can't tell. I think he's cracking like. a smile, man. Yeah. <laughs> <First> <laughs> Come on. Time. It's like Tom Brady winning his sixth Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Yeah.
1: And I think he puts it, I think he ends up putting it to 616 or 615, I'm not sure.
0: 615. Oh, okay. Here we go. So we get some world record attempts at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about that after the competition too.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. I mean, but amazing. When you think about the climate going into this meet, you know, the guy's coming back from an Achilles injury. You know, he's only got a 565 jump going into this finals. You know, um, people like Lobinger and Tarasov, they look like they're going to take over the scene. And he comes back from the depths and finds some way somehow to clear 601 and win the world championship. I mean, it just speaks to how amazing of a performer he is. And again, we have to remember in pole vault, you're a performer. You have to come up and show up when it counts. Because you said something before the podcast. Uh, what did Lobinger do like only maybe a week or two weeks after this meet? What did he end up he, jumping? He jumped six meters, I think, a few weeks after this meet. But it's like, what does it matter? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm not saying, hey, that's awesome he jumped six meters, but you needed to do it today, you know? Right,
1: that, that's actually a really good point, because I think lately uh, with Mondo, uh, Mon- I love Mondo, I love watching him jump, and I think he's a force to be reckoned with. I think we've not seen the last world record from him for sure.
0: Yeah, no, he looks like saying, he's got you know, a lot more it, world this, records. Right, but does this solidify him as the greatest pole water of all time? And I
1: know you are a big proponent of the idea that until he shows up as a competitor and wins several world championships and Olympics, I mean, right? is he still as good of a competitor as Bobka? And I just, I just, not yet. Not yeah. yet. I, I think he can be 100%. I think if we were ever to see in Bobka, he calls it a, a
0: done, he calls yeah, it Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's like just him starting that run, you could just tell the adrenaline yeah. is gone. The gone, adrenaline yeah. is gone. 100%. You know? But
1: I think, I think if an athlete in our lifetime, stands a chance of winning six world championships and, and an Olympic gold medalist, I think
0: it's Mondo. No, so I, think, I listen, oh, I 100% agree with you. And, and I think depending on the time frame, right, I, I would say even this. If if let's say Mondo were to – because, you know, he, he lost this summer to Sam. But still, you know, silver is good. I'm not, uh-huh. not knocking him. But let's say he were to go on and win the next two Olympics – and even two world titles, you can already now start to argue, okay, he, he may be the best ever, you know. Right, but right, we right. have to see how it all unfolds. You know, we have to see, you know, does he get there? I think obviously, you know, he has the potential to be the greatest vaulter of all time. But again, yeah, we no. have to see what happens as these meets unfold. I mean yeah. – Look, someone who I think is an awesome American vaulter who I think is is someone to look up to, I think is a great leader, has a a lot of great uh uh points I mean I, I remember his videos telling people to like focus more on training and not just jumping is Brad Walker and right. he went into a lot of years you know where he could have won championships and he didn't. You know, again, I understand their circumstances, things happen. Like I, I I felt terrible that year where he was at the Olympics and they lost his poles. Which I I just don't even understand how that happens. Like how when you are at the most professional meet, the poles get misplaced. First of all, I remember hearing stories that Brad Walker was, like, flipping out. He's like, let me go find them, and they wouldn't let him leave the infield, which I I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. They, I would probably get arrested. If I was a coach and I was at the Olympics <sighs> and that happened, I would get arrested because I would I would just, like, run around on the field and go find the poles, and I would get arrested. I, I
1: imagine that was 2008? hmm 2008, because I know
0: 2012,
1: 2012 was that year when he put that bomb over team six or
0: something like that. And he just nicked it with his thighs. Yeah. I. I uh. mean, so it's like, it's heartbreaking, but like, listen, as, as professional athletes, you get judged on how you compete and what you bring to the table, you know, going on the women's side. I think someone who maybe will not have, you know, in the next five to 10 years, when we look back, will not have maybe jumped as high as many others, but competed so well and so consistent. Katerina Stefaniti. I mean, she yeah. she's a champ. She's a champ. Yeah, she, you know,
1: competitor. Her and I'd also say Sitarova. Like they jumped it when it counts.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Sitarova, like Mondo, very young at this point and very early in her career. But Katarina has has proved herself, and even on years where it's like you think there's a lot of other people that maybe could jump a little higher than her, right? If we talk about PRs and and potential, but it's like when it counts, she does what it, what it takes you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think this is awesome. I hope everybody that was, uh, you know, listening to this enjoyed it. Um, we're going to try to do more of these, right, Joe?
1: Yeah. I would say if anyone listening, if you have a particular competition in mind that is available to us to, to do it like this, please put it, put it in the comments, send us a message Yeah, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it up, put it up yeah. there.
0: Yeah, I because I I mean, one, I had a lot of fun doing this. I mean, I've never actually watched this finals. You know, I mean, obviously I knew what happened, but I never watched the finals jump for jump. And this was a, I, I mean, it wasn't the best. Like I would have loved if we saw every single jump, but that that was a pretty good video. So whatever we can find of like some of these great competitions, you know, we're going to try to do some more pull vault companions, but it's a lot of fun. And I think even for some people who are coaches or athletes, you might learn a little bit of something of like, what we're seeing when, when people are jumping and some of the adjustments that may or may not have been made or what we think should have been made. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. So Joe, thank you for doing the the podcast thank, thank as you always, for having me. you know, um, people can follow you on,
1: uh, oh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, or, uh, I, my, I have a fit Instagram account called soul Bro 391, which that name is actually going to change soon. So, uh, you could follow that if you want, or my regular personal's Joe Bro 391. Yeah, uh, have at it. Leave leave angry comments if you want.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, you can always follow us on Instagram at the Real Apex Vaulting. We're also Apex Vaulting on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok. Also, any comments or questions, please uh, send us an email at apexvaulting apexvaulting at gmail And you know, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends text it to your friends, you know, let's, let's get this ball rolling. Let's help the pole vault community out during this time. Let's, let's have fun, watch some of these competitions and let's help grow the pole vault even through this tough time so that when we all get let out of our houses, we're all, we, we not only go back to pole vault, but we help bring some new people to the sport. Um, and I think a pole vault companion is a great way to introduce friends to the sport because now they can watch the video and get this commentary with it. Um, you know hopefully you guys enjoy it we're going to be doing more thanks for listening everybody bye bye